Welcome to the Elevating IT podcast, and I want to thank you, first of all, for listening to these episodes, and secondly, if you have been listening for any length of time, you know that we primarily record a lot of these episodes live. We record them on Friday at 2 p.m. We call it the weekly sales wrap, and we do that on the audit sales presentation system, Facebook page, and on our YouTube channel, and then we turn them into this podcast. Uh, This is kind of a little bit of a different podcast. So I'm bringing on, as we go forward, I'm bringing on guests who are sales professionals outside of the channel. This is kind of a first for us. We've really been talking to folks uh, internally from audit, as well as our partners in the channel, uh, as well as vendors in the channel. What you're going to hear today is the first of a bunch of interviews that I'm doing with sales professionals that span all kinds of industries. I'll introduce my guest today. His name is Eric Bam. During this podcast episode, you'll hear more about them. We kind of dive right in. So I thought I'd give you a little bit of a uh, introduction to what's going on. I hope you enjoy these this series of the Elevating IT podcast. And without further ado, here's this episode. And now here's this episode of the Elevating IT podcast, sponsored by Audit. Nervous, Eric. <laughs> nervous, Mike. Man. Don't be. I I've been alive seventeen times this week. It feels like so. It's only Wednesday. There's a um, old. Uh, I, I don't know when this. I, I did a podcast a couple of years ago with a friend of mine, and he quoted. Um, it was all about doing uh, TED talks. We we did a, a podcast called Road to TED, and okay. it was because we both love TED talks. We were both like inter- interested in being TED speakers, and. Um, we talked to TED Talk folks. We talked to people who did not TED Talks, but TEDx Talks, which was cool. Yep. And yep. one of the guys said about, you know, we were questioning him on the podcast. We were talking about, you know, speaking skills, how to, how to hone your speaking skills. And one of the things that comes up is that people get nervous, right? Yep. And uh, he said, I can't remember who the gentleman was. I think he was a speaking TEDx speaking coach. He said Snoop Dogg, he was quoting Snoop Dogg, said, don't be nervous, be at their service. Don't be nervous, be at their service. I love that. You know, by, I, I love people that say they get nervous um, I because I, I as I've gotten older, I realize that being nervous is really just a form of excitement. Yeah. You gotta learn to just channel that, you know. Like I said, be be of service. Don't be nervous. I I I, I absolutely dig that. I think Isn't that a great quote. I, I always remember that, and I always thought, you know, when I get on, like I do some speaking at, at events, and I have to get on stage, and you know, I'm 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 not. I think everybody gets nervous. You you yeah. you're not human if you're not nervous. So when I when I'm right. off stage and I'm thinking, yeah, I know I'm going to be fine going up there, and I think, don't be don't be nervous. Be at their service, man. And, and yeah. Yeah. Hey, hold on. I apologize here. I gotta. I gotta share our live into some groups right now. Right. Cool. So let me let me share this a little bit because if you're a good guest, you're sharing you know this live in, into groups so other people can can enjoy uh, everything we're we're talking about. Right. That's awesome. There you go. Shared. 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 Awesome. 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 So cool. Well, right, let's let do this. You, let me set the table here. Let me set the set things up. This is um, also a podcast, right? And and it's kind of a rebranding week. And this is the first episode that I'm doing with uh, a guest 
that is actually outside of our channel in, in the IT industry. And, and this is something I wanted to do for a long time. I got inspired by your podcast, which is called The Penalty Box. You guys do it live. You do it with a, a co-host. Yep. And um, we'll, we'll promote that and put that up here shortly because I was watching watching what you do. And that's what got me to bring you in here as a guest. You know, we, we're kind of off in, in some communities together. Um, and I, I was like, man, your brand, the colors are congruent and it's different things that you were doing on the live that I'm not doing. And I was like, oh, I got to do that. So I've got a little cool background. I'm, I'm displaying the, the screen the, the way you normally do. Um, but yeah, so this is this is the Elevated IT podcast is all about taking IT up a notch, right? Like as an IT provider, selling your service so that the small business, the business that you're selling to benefits and gets the best service. So for folks listening to it, that's what Elevating IT is all about. And, and this week I have a, a guest who is not in IT in the channel at all, knows, knows pretty much, I'm not sure what experience you have in IT. But um, you you are not an IT provider. You are not. A I, vendor I have manager. the IT phone number for our company in my phone. That's that's the extent of how I do that. You know, and it's it, this is awesome. You know, you're a sales professional. You've been a sales professional for looks like your entire career. When I yeah. look up, look you up, and for those of you not watching this live, I'm talking to Eric Ban, and that is his real name, sort of, sort of. We will witness protection program. Can I tell people yes. that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally what it is. I mean, you know, no, it's actually not Bam, it's Burns. I we talked about this. Uh the last name, you know, my sister got married 10 years ago now, and 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 it pops up every year on my Facebook on this day thing where it's you know, like, hey, I'm gonna change my name because she changed her name. And so I changed it. And then two weeks later, I was going to change it back. And Facebook wanted me to like fax them a copy of like a, an electric bill or something. And and they just didn't want to turn it into MySpace and what that that space was, that platform was at the time. And so I just left it. And so I was just I was just telling you, you know, I yesterday in the mail, Larry Levine, who I love, Larry, Larry Levine, sent me an autographed copy of his book, Selling from the Heart. And he literally mailed it to my house and it says Eric Bam on it. And, you know, well, church pastor of our church calls us BAMs, and you know, hey, it's all good. It's all good. Love it. Brand well, point, so well, do do me a favor. Let's let's kind of dive into what we want to talk about today. Yep. Um, you you've been in sales, like I said, you've been in sales pretty much your whole career. How did how did you get into sales in the first place? Um, you know what? I was working. Um, I had decided it was time to make a change. And the company that I was working for um, at the time, the, the the food company I was working for at the time, the distributor that we used had a position open on a Sunday morning in the newspaper 25 years ago. And so I applied for the job. Uh, kind of funny. They, they I went through a long um, interview process and the regional manager at the time had to approve all sales hires and he wouldn't hire me because they didn't have any experience. And so what happened is a mentor of mine, Mark Duffy, uh, said, he just said, hey, hang tight, hang tight. Call me next Tuesday. So I called him every Tuesday for like three or four weeks. And you know what he did? He ended up taking uh, the sales position he couldn't hire me for. He ended up splitting that into two different positions, one that was the sales position, but one that was a regional account position that he didn't need that guy's approval to hire for. Oh, so he ended up hiring me for that position to bring me in. Well, lo and behold, the guy they did hire lasted about a year. And I took that job a year later. And then two years after that, 
Um, I finished second in the company, I believe, that year in sales increase. And uh, the guy who wouldn't hire me, Lewis Kirchham, I saw him. Uh, so we're at this national sales event, and they're announcing the top five salespeople, and they start from five, four, three, two, and they announce my name. And instead of walking up on stage, I'm like, where is he at? I walked all the way across the room to Lewis Kirchham, and I shook his hand. and said, you wouldn't hire me two years ago. And uh, it was a motivator for me. You know, it was a motivator for me. And uh, I will tell you, you know, along the lines of, of getting into sales, I think, you know, kind of talking about IT and a little bit, we're all in the sales. We're all in sales every single day. And I, I one of the things that I chuckle about from an IT sales, this is something, if you're an IT and you're watching this, I laugh about this. When I get on the phone with our IT people and they're somewhat very short and they're very, what what's your problem? What do you got going? But yet, but yet, they're at the very end, hey, when you get the survey, can you please give me a 10? Oh, now we want a 10. You know, and, and and you're smiling, Mike, because you know that happens. That same stuff happens in the car industry where if I go get my oil change where I bought my truck at, you know, they're going to – you asked what do I know about IT, and I said zero, right? What do I know about vehicles? Zero. When you start talking to me about, hey, do you know this and this and this about your – Outlook and do you know this and this and this about changing your oil? That sounds to me like the teacher off of Charlie Brown, which is womp, 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 that kind of stuff. But yet at the very end, when you want to come back to me and go, hey, can you give me a 10? You know, I, I got no problem. I, you know, I'm one of those people. I will get on there because I understand the value in it because of the world I live in. I do get on there and I do give those people 10s. I'm not going to be that guy that's like, oh, this was a five because the guy was a jerk to me. But you're selling from the time I call you and the phone rings, you're selling the whole time until you get to the end. And then you say, Hey, by the way, can you give me a 10? Like, wow, you know, maybe you could have been a little nicer to me up front. And um, so I decided to throw that out. Something, there's a couple of different things I've thought about leading up to you and I getting on here and talking about, you know, sales and maybe in the IT industry. And that was one of them that jumped out to me over the last couple of days that, that, you know, man, be a little nicer to me up front, and and um, I I'm gonna be a lot more apt to do the uh, the ten on the uh, review that you need. Yeah, Bruce uh, making a comment. Tech people usually skip over the general get to know you step. That is yeah. And Bruce Bruce is a uh, good friend of mine. Bruce is in our Megamind group, and he's a YouTube strategist. And Bruce, you know, Bruce is a guy. I think that we've had a conversation about maybe a couple months ago about some of the things that prior to being in this mastermind, he might not have done and, and talking to some people and making some contacts. And, and um, you know, like I said, we're, we're all in sales every single day. And I, um, you know, you know what, here's, if I could wave a magic in some spaces that, that I'm in, I would love if when I called the, the help desk or the IT department, they said to me up front, hey, Eric, like on a scale of one to 10, where are you at knowledge with the problem we're dealing with? Because if I say, look, I got nothing and it's a zero, then just don't even just just tell me what to do. You know? And if it's an eight or a nine, like I think I know what this is and I think I might know how to fix this, um, then then that's going to be a totally different conversation. But I would love that up front. By the way, there's Kim Hubs. Good morning, Mike and Eric. Great. Kim is an amazing dude, just a flat out amazing dude. He's up in Vancouver, Canada, and I, I love Kim Hubs. He's a good guy. So, uh, but uh, but like I said, I think from an IT standpoint, please please upfront say to me, 
like how what's your what's your thought what's your gut what what do you think you got going on here and then don't talk down to me and Bruce, to Bruce's point the the get to know you part of it you know even if it's something to make me feel comfortable even if it's something as easy as saying hey i see you're in Tulsa Oklahoma how's the weather down there today i'm in north carolina and and that would make as a as a, someone that that knows nothing about what you do and thank god for it people because we need them. But, you know, I'm just telling you a little, just a little dose of that. And maybe it's hard because they're not wired that way, but just a little dose of that would make me feel good. And if I feel good talking to you on the phone, I'm going to give you that 10 and I'm going to probably have a better conversation with you. Right. And then they're not going to buy from you. You know, we, we preach that in, in our, in my company is, is you've, you've got to talk to the client and the prospect like you would talk to somebody who knows nothing about it because they probably don't even yep. if they're in a technical job it's it's confusing stuff <laughs> and I even agree. when you're in your knit your industry why don't you talk a little bit about what you sell because you, you you have an interesting product and i'm yeah. sure that there is a technical uh even though it's in their industry they understand what it is you still have to kind of Take, yeah. take the tech talk out of what you sell to the people you sell it to, right? Yeah, we do. We do a couple of things. Number one, we're very dominant in the uh, pizza delivery bag and catering bag world. And so, and some of those things uh, from that standpoint that you take for granted, I had a conversation with a guy Monday who said, Hey, I bought this bag. Do you know what it is? And I said, yes. And he said, literally this, the stitching started to rip within three days and on, on a pizza delivery bag. And I said, you know, that's some of the geeky stuff about what we do is that all of our bags have double stitching on them that who knew there were levels of Velcro, but we use the highest level grade Velcro, just some of those little things that we don't think about in the pizza delivery bag world or that they look at it and go, what's the price? And it's not always about price. And so, and then, you know, talking about, um, you know, the science behind a perfect crust pizza liner, which is right here. So this goes in your pizza box and your pizza sits on top of it. And you can see those little bumps and dimples in there. The science behind that is the bumps lift the pizza up and allow the air to circulate. Okay. While the dimples absorb all the grease and the moisture, keeping your pizza crust really crispy. And when I explain that to some people, they're like, nah, bro, come on. But then when they see it and they try it, they get it and they're hooked. The science behind it really works. And so now from an from a, a, an end user standpoint, as far as like if you bought a pizza from Eric's Pizza and you get it home, you'll see it in the box and be like, I have no idea what that is, right? But I can, I can show operators. And one of the things I love to do is to get on like Twitter and just search soggy pizza. <laughs> see, everybody tweeting out, oh, I got my pizza from Eric's Pizza and it was soggy and awful. And, and you'll, you'll just see them. Yelp reviews like that where, you know, if somebody puts on a sheet of wax paper, I'll say, I'll say, well, why do you do wax paper? Well, that's what, that's what my dad always did. And I say to some people, you know, what? my dad used to beat the crap out of me when I was a kid. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, and so some of the science behind that, a piece of wax paper in a pizza box, when you get a pizza at home and it's got wax paper in the box, literally all that wax does is it creates a barrier that pushes all that grease and moisture right back your pizza so your pizza is going to be soggy when it gets home so we have we have a solution to that and and you know we picked up national chains like marco's this year we picked up little caesars in the last two months and, and a lot of independents man we love our independent pizza guys they're amazing they work hard and they're really good dudes but but yeah i do have to talk about like 
the, the nuts and bolts side of it and the science behind it sometimes that people don't understand. It, it, and they just go, okay, well, how much is it? I'm like, it's not about that. It's about the bad Yelp reviews you're getting right now because your pizza's soggy. Yeah. And what I hear in, in how you explain that to me, you know, it's something that's technical. It's it's not it, it's not like talking about DNS or cybersecurity. I don't even know what that means. It's got a level of technical technical to it, right? Yeah. You, you have to train people on what it is. And what I heard as you were explaining that was a lot of the value. Yep. I didn't hear a lot of the, you have to explain the technicals, some of the technicals, but you didn't go into thread count or or what paper it's made out of, or, you know, you didn't bury yeah. me in technical details. You're really talking about the fact that I'm going to get a crispy pizza. Yep. And Your customer is going to get a crispy pizza. Right. That's the win. I mean, in the world we live in right now, where more and more stuff, you know, I read a stat the other day that 70% um, of people are, are only going to eat at places they've been to. And then of that 70%, percent of those people are doing more carry out and delivery than they've ever done in their life. And so as an operator, you've got to do everything in your power to, to protect the integrity of your product when it gets to someone's house. Yeah. You have to. So, so there you go. Now, you know, everything oh. you could sell, you could sell perfect crust pizza liners now, Mike. I can. And you know, I might, because I, that's a big complaint for me. Like I'm going to, I know the next time I'm in my pizza place, I'm going to ask them what kind of liners they use. Hey, I'm going to send you a box and you just walk in and go, Hey, can you put my pizza on this? Right. That'd be, and I'll be selling indirectly. So that'd be awesome. Oh my God. It's uh, it's, it sounds like something every single pizza place should have. Um, and I'm from Connecticut, you know, New York side of Connecticut. We got yep. good pizza here. We got New York side pizza. You know, we've got because we're on the New York line, so we've got all the a lot of the pizza places that are in my area have come up. You've got some great pizza. pizza in your area, and yeah. And we've got New Haven pizza on the other side of me, which is yep. like you know, different kind yeah. of pizza, but it's Pepe's and all. Oh yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how I found you. Because this is a, this is kind of an interesting story. So we're we I found you in the Jeffrey Gittimer community. I, I, he's a big fan of mine. You can see his books. I can never remember. I got all his books on my shelf here. Yep. Big fan of his writing and his teachings. And I I pay. I, I mean, he does a live like every day. It goes live every day, same time. And been doing it for a ridiculous amount of time. And your name came up on that list. Um, I wanted to really bring on sales professionals that are outside of the technical industry to give a different insight because I, th I think a couple things. Number one, selling is selling. It doesn't matter what you do. It's really selling is the same. And I want to bring that teaching into, into my tribe, so to speak. Right. Yep. And, and the other thing is, is I think just, you know, quite frankly, it's all, all the, all my, my clients here is from vendors sometimes. So I want to want to bring different perspective. Yep. Um, but I met you in there. And, and when I decided to, to kind of rebrand this a bit and bring on sales professionals, I made a list of people that I want to interview. And your name was the first one that I thought of. And there's a reason for that. Well, thank, thank you. I thought, I thought maybe everyone else canceled on you or something. So, well, that too. No, <laughs> the reason for that. And, and it's because you stood out. And you, you do a really good job of uh, branding yourself, social selling. And I wanted to explore what you're doing to sell yourself because it's unique. And I think that, um, you know, I always suggest people do what we're doing. You have to jump on, do lives, do podcasts, do blog posts and talk to your audience. And you do it in a way that kind of separates you from 
the herd, so to speak, because there's, when you think about it, right? Like I've seen all these people in, in Gittimer, what gets thousands of people on his. Yeah. Shows. So of all those people commenting, I, I recognize your name. Of course, the last name is, is kind of a good branding right there. Yeah, a little, little different, a little different. But uh, then I started watching your stuff. You know, I, I'd hear you and watch you. And, and so I want to talk about that, how you, because first of all, your podcast, and let me put that up here. Yeah, the Penalty Box Live. The Penalty Box. So yep. where, where can people find that first? Of yeah, all? you can find it on Facebook and YouTube. It's the Penalty Box Live. Uh, it's oh. hosted by myself, and Tim Lord, a fellow Jeffrey Gittimer guy. And uh, Wes Wyatt is our, our producer, fellow Jeff, Jeffrey Gittimer guy. We all came together through the pandemic and and uh, we have a great time on that show. We talk about uh, sports and sales and anything else in between. We have a guest on every week and, and it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We had Joe Soto on yesterday who was tremendous. Uh, next week, we've got uh, Caroline Mathias on, who is a, a big, I mean, she's she's like a phoenix that rose from the ashes of, of I, she may, may say from the standpoint of just her body image and what she did and how she changed her life and through eating and 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 what she does different. And so I, we're just, we're having fun with it. And, and I think it's just part of um, being out there and being seen and you know, the, the world we live in, I, I think the second time I said that now, I should stop saying it. the world we live in now where, you know, for, for us and our company, we're not traveling, you know, and because we're not traveling, you've got to find different ways to be seen. And, you know, Joe had made a comment, uh, Joe Soto made a comment on something I watched with him a couple weeks ago and he talked about, you know, 15 years ago, you said, Man, I, I could be on TV. I could be a TV star. Well, now you have the opportunity. You can do that right here. You, know, we can, you can take this show and you can take it and you can repurpose it on, you know, onto a podcast on Spotify for free. You can put it on YouTube and have a YouTube channel. You know, if you can get on, live on LinkedIn, you can be on LinkedIn. You can broadcast it to Twitter via Periscope. You have every opportunity in the world to do that. You've just got to get off your lazy butt and do that. So. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about this because you, you're doing this. Yes. It's not about pizza. It's, no. it's, it's about sales. It's about sports. It's about all sorts of different things. And um, I've seen people do this right. I think you're doing it very, very right. And I've seen people do this wrong, right? Because we 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 want to be able to, when we're, you know, from a marketing and selling perspective, you you want income. You want you want revenue to generate, be generated from the things that you do. Right. Um, and I, I see that you're doing that and you're you're making that happen. I've seen other people do that and it's so incongruent, it doesn't connect the dots and it doesn't help move the needle for them. And then they get, they, they get disenchanted with it. They don't think it works. Um, for you, you're, you know, you're providing value for your community. Yeah. It's, you know, so, so talk about that a little bit. Is it working for you? How is it working for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about if you've watched any, any lives, events, anything I've been on, I talk a lot about social selling um, because we're not traveling number one. And number two, I saw paper with bumps on it, man. Our, our marketing budget's not very big. And so we we were probably from a marketing standpoint, probably COVID ready before COVID hit because we were doing things like doing an Instagram live. We were doing things like um, I, you know, Monday through Friday, send 10 to 15 direct voicemail messages or videos to customers. 
every day. And it can be something as simple as, hey, Mike, hope you're doing well. Hope you have a great pizza Friday. Let me know if you need anything. Love you, man. Bye. Hmm. Or, and, and I do that every day. And, and you know what? From a it builds a relationship. Um, it entrenches our brand even more with those customers that here's this guy who's the vice president of sales and Walmart who's sending me a message. And you know what? We develop relationships. I have a, I have a, I had a great example three weeks ago of a guy who I sent a message to. I said, Hey bro, hope you have a great day. Pizza Friday, baby. Let's go. And, and he replied back and said, man, thanks for the message. Hope you have a great day. And he said, love you, bro. Hmm. Love you, bro. And I thought, this is a guy I've never even seen face to face. That's awesome. I've had him on our live before. Um, you know, we have a lot of things in common, but it just, it just hit me. You know, I'm like, wow, that that's how powerful some of that stuff can be. And it, with everything going on right now with the pandemic and with no travel, we find different ways to reach out, connect with people. And so when I talk about social selling, you know, I, I talk about, I've got kind of six bullet points, but you know, uh, the acronym I use is when you post, you should inspire, connect and educate. So don't talk about the pandemic and don't talk about, and don't talk about politics because none of that inspires, connects and educates. I, I could post and say, I love Donald Trump and or I could say, I love you know Joe Biden. And it would start this argument. And no one might, no one at the end of that says, you know what, Eric, you changed my mind. You don't do that. Well, right. it never happens. happens people become more entrenched in how they feel and become more angry and more bitter towards you. And then we get so worked up over what someone thinks. And the reality is, Mike, I don't even have your phone number on my phone. And I'm worried about what you think and what you said to me. Think about that. And, and then the other thing is regarding social selling. So inspire, connect and educate. And I try to talk about my family first. I try to talk about my customers and prospects second because I connect with them on every social media platform. And then I talk about my business last because if I talk about my friends, my family, my friends, I talk about what we've got going on in our life, we connect on different levels. I had a, I had someone reach out to me in the last six, four weeks, I guess now, before weeks ago this week. And, and she sent me a message and she said, Hey friend, that's literally the first thing. Hey friend. And I never talked to her. Um, I had never seen her. Um, she's a pizza operator uh, that's on the West Coast, and I, you know, we we've been friends. I looked I looked it up. We've been friends on Facebook for like eight months. I never pushed our product on her. Nothing. But she said, "Hey, friend," and she said, "Then she said, hey, do you have a minute to chat? I'd like to talk to you about Perfect Crust." And I said, "Sure." That's awesome. I literally FaceTimed with her. I called FaceTimed her, and she said, "I've seen everybody that uses your product." Um, I want to use your product. We've really got to up our game on to-go packaging. So I'm sitting here with my rep. Can you help me? I need item numbers. I said, yes. Boom. Here you go. And uh, so there was one item that they didn't stock that she needed, and we got that to them. And she, as that phone call started, literally the first thing she wanted to do was talk about my daughter. I went, your, your daughters are so cute. And I have an eight-year-old daughter. And, and we had a whole conversation about that. And, and that was all because I talked about my family first. Then and she she kind of sums all this up. We talk about my family first, so she's got a connection with me on a different level because I've popped the hood and let her to see 
what's going on underneath and what's going on in my world. Secondly, she, she talked about the fact that I see all these other people that use your product because I'm sharing all their content and I'm talking about them and just saying, Hey, thank you, Tony Gemignani for using our, our perfect crust pizza liners. We love it. Uh, by the way, if, when you share product or when you share content about your prospects and customers, you inadvertently become an expert in your field which happens because everyone looks at you and go, you know, I'm the pizza guy to a lot of people. Like they know I know pizza. I get people all the time. Hey, I'm in uh, San Francisco. Where should I have pizza at today? I'm like, go see Tony Gemignani. You know, <laughs> That's Pittsburgh. Awesome. where should I go? You should go see Nick Bogas. You know, I, I you, you get those questions all the time. And then lastly, talk about your business last, because quite frankly, and I, I don't know if I can cuss, but nobody gives a shit about you. Right. They don't give a crap about what your business is. They, they, they'll connect with you on a family level because they, they deal with the same stuff and they love the fact that you're sharing their content. But really at the end of the day, we're all very self-centered whether we realize it or not. So, so you know what, talk about your family first, talk about your prospects and customers second, talk about your business last. In that process, inspire, connect and educate. And I will tell you this, um, I have some people when I say this, they're like, no, I can't do that. Post three times a day. And, and some people are like, that's just too much and I'll lose friends. And I'm, I'll answer the question. I'll answer that thought two different ways. If you and I had walked into uh, the hotel bar in Houston for dinner and we didn't know each other, and we were there the, for the next day for a Jeffrey Gittimer seminar and we sat next to each other at the hotel bar, there's a stat out there within three minutes, one of us will say to the other, so what do you do? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I don't say, by gosh, Mike, you should see me father. Oh, I don't say you should I parent like no one's business. We immediately talk about what we do for a living. And so if your friends and family and, and people that you're connected with on social media, if they have a problem with you talking about your business, then they're not your friend anyway, because that's how I provide for my family. So so post three times a day, talk about your business a little bit, but talk as you post those three times a day, talk about your family. Talk about your customers and prospects. Talk about your business last. And the other thing I'll say on that, uh, you know, regarding three times a day is 10 years ago, 11 years ago on Facebook, we used, I would go to your, Mike Brooks's page and I would look at your wall. I was very specific about going. And now it's just scroll, 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 scroll. You could post, my mom could post three times a day and I maybe see one of them. Yeah, it's a moving parade. It is. And so it's the equivalent of whether it's LinkedIn or it's Twitter or it's Facebook or, or it's Instagram. I love that. It's a moving parade. I look at those and it's, they're literally free billboards on the highway. And, and, you, and people drive by it. So you've you got to take advantage of it. But it, that's a great, I'm going to start, I'm going to borrow that. Well, I'm not going to, I'm just going to use that as my own. It's a parade and it literally is. And we start, we just start scrolling. Right. You know, we don't go and look and say, oh, gosh, Mike posted four times and I'm, I'm done with that. Well, it's one of the reasons why I tell people it's like, just do stuff, you know, turn on the camera and start filming stuff because it's yeah. here and gone. Right. Like, yeah. you know, we I can turn on a live and, and it can be a train wreck. But you know right. what? It's it's like unless I did something really stupid that that has that viral element of look what stupid thing Mike did. Yeah. Which it's hard to go viral. It really is hard to go viral. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're living to try to go viral, you're living for the wrong for the you know for the wrong thing. But so but it's yeah. you know do you it. Know, it. Social, do it. Social it's media. Right. No, what were you gonna say? 
I was finishing that thought is, is that it's better to, better to put stuff out there frequently and, and just get in the parade. You, you've got your, you've got a chance of being seen. It's, it's just so hard to be seen. So yeah. listen, this is good stuff. Um, but I want well, to go for another two hours. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. So you have, I got a bunch of questions. I haven't even asked you like, well, let's go questions. shoot them off. Let's go. Real quick I'm gonna do, I want to do like a rapid fire with you. So let's we usually, it. we usually run this, this, the podcast sticks around 30 minutes. So we're at 30 minutes now. So I want to kind of do a little rapid fire with you. Okay. Um, do you consider yourself a natural salesperson? Yes. Do you, do you think I think I'm just kind of naturally wired that way. How I mean, I've got I mean, I've got this book, I've got this book, I've got I've got this, I've got five, six books sitting on my desk that I am probably naturally more wired for that, but I'm also trying to get better every day. Yeah, you are. You're always doing something to try and make yourself better. That's a great point. Here's a natural person who is a natural at it. Um, and I think people who are in a sales professional career are, are usually somewhat natural at it. They, they're yeah. they're going to lean towards natural at it. Yep. Um, do you think people, you've met all sorts of people, do you think people can be can get to a point where if they're not natural yes. sales they can get there yes yes I, I i totally think so um you know i I've, I've joked around in the past you want to be really good at sales call people back do what you say you're going to do you'll be you'll you'll outpace 80 90 of them i love you, that you leading with call people back yeah call people back and do what you say you're going to do and you'll outpace just a lot of sales people uh, really not that difficult i think one of the most powerful things you can do in sales is say i don't know but i'll find out you find out people love that and you you learn in the process i think learning how to sell some people just have it very uh, where they can walk in to start a conversation and we can talk about the books behind you and we can talk about this or we can talk about that uh, that is one of the interesting things about right now where you, we're not walking into people's offices right not having those in in you know in person meetings so we're having to change our selling style and some people cannot adapt to it i'll tell you one of greatest adapters I've seen uh, from from COVID to now is my boy, Randy Chafee. Randy was the old, old, he'll tell you he's the old style road warrior. You know, he was on the road four or five nights a week, right? And he's had to change. And now he calls himself Randy 2.5. So I don't even know, you know, but he, uh, but he's totally changed. And now he's, he's sending, you know, uh, audio text messages. He's sending videos to customers and he's realized, Hey, I can, I can step back and sit here and still reach out and touch a lot of people and, and make a lot of contact. And, and even in some respect, and the cool thing is from that standpoint, you know, you know, who's sending audio text messages? No one, no one, That's you know, I mean, I, I think I sent you maybe a, a voice message, direct message on LinkedIn. You know, who's doing that? No one. Yeah, that's a huge opportunity. Yeah, you can send videos and, and audio messages on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all. And you know who's doing it? No one. What's your uh, biggest hurdle you've overcome as a salesperson in your career? Um, well, biggest biggest thing you've had well, trouble with, even though you know you're you're a natural salesperson. But what what's what's been trouble? What's what's something you've had trouble? with? I think early on when I started in sales, um, it was it was a lot of if something wrong happened, if if the customer wasn't taken care of, and legit, it wasn't my fault. 
right? But I'm the face of of the of the of the exchange. I'm the face of the transaction, right? And it was it was always well, they did this, they did that, they did, and and you realize as you get older that really they don't care. It, and 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 I got a little older and realized like. Just take ownership of it. You know, people almost respect you more when you just say, you know what? I'll fix it. I'm going to fix it. It's my fault. I got this. Let's move on. And nobody dies, right? Like, I mean, right. at the end right. of the day, nobody cares. They just want their pride. They probably look at you like, wow, he yeah. actually told me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Just just be up front and say, look, I screwed up. I'm going to fix it and get out and fix it. And you know what? You'll, you'll develop a relationship that lasts just an absolute lifetime. That's awesome. What's your routine like? Um, pre COVID, you know, would travel a, a little bit. Um, but now it's, uh, very much, you know, get up, um, you know, because of this, I mean, I'm always kind of checking emails and stuff, which is, which is fine. I'm, I, I, I don't believe in work-life balance. I believe in work-life integration. And so if I can be watching a movie and during a commercial TV show and during a commercial check an email real quick, eh, that's okay. You know? I don't, I don't, you know, work-life integration, I think is, is, is way more important than work-life balance. I love that. Yeah. It, but for me, a lot of times it's on the phone. It's, it's still old school sales in some respects. You got to pick up the phone and call people. Um, but it's a lot of that. It's a lot of social selling. We're very involved on, you know, Instagram. We're very involved on, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn and, and we're that way. And, and so that's kind of a typical day. I will tell you, I read a lot. Um, I, I was talking to Sean Litvak last week on Litvak Leadership Live, and I would tell anybody watching this to check it out. It's a great show Monday through Friday. And we had a whole, whole conversation about being, quote unquote, a thought leader, you know. And there was a time when I thought that was kind of cheesy. But sometimes some of the best things that happen for me, from a work standpoint, or even a personal standpoint, is is to literally put the headset in and listen to something and go for a walk. And when you're walking and you're thinking, and you'll you'll come up with great ideas that really do move the needle. So there is something to be said for to, for being a thought leader and reading. I you know I, I read all the time. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Who's your who's some sales mentors or the biggest you know biggest best books that people should read or um, you know what? I, obviously, you know I'm a huge Jeffrey Gittimer fan. I have been you know, since the little red book of selling. I, I you know, my uh, previous uh, position at a different company. Every sales rep we hired, we made them buy that book. You know, buy that book, go read it. Um, past that, you know, modern day stuff. Like I love Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't, I don't love everything he does and says, but I love a lot of the principles about what he says. You know, as far as giving value for free. Um, I, th I think if, you know, it's somewhat the golden rule. You're going to get what you give. And if you give a lot, you'll get it back tenfold. You know, it's kind of like giving to church, man. If you give to your church, you know, God gives it back. And I don't want to get too churchy or anything. But, but you know, we, we get rewarded for what we give. And, and, and A, and then B, who wants to run around with a selfish heart anyway? You know, um, but there, there are so many. I, I read so much. I love podcasts. Um, I, I, I just and I'm all over the place on what I'm listening to. I love, I love the um, e-books. Um, there's a book uh, by Gary John Bishop. I apologize, it's unf yourself uh, with a little asterisk in there on the U. Right. And you know what? It's 
it's freaking phenomenal. I've listened to chapter two and chapter seven in that book. I bet 20 times each. It's just phenomenal. And Write that down. Always, I think, I th you know, garbage in, garbage out and good stuff and good stuff out. And, and, you know, don't watch the news, get on the treadmill and listen to something. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. Awesome. Last question for you. Yes. And then I'll let you go get, get, get going with your day. Um, who else should I have on this? Who's another sales pro I should have on the podcast? I'll give you a couple, actually. I mentioned Randy Chafee. You should have Randy on. Old, you know, like I said, old school sales warrior guy. Um, you know, Sean, Sean Litvok with Litvok Leadership, Brian Monahan, um, you know, uh, Kellen. I think Kellen commented on here. Kellen Ann, who's, you know, cards, cards that wow, who started a business. See, I have it ready, who started a business during the school. She, she, I say this about her all the time because it's more and more true every day, but she has just the heart of a servant, which in sales is phenomenal. She has the heart of a servant with the attitude of a cheerleader. And so she's just going to pour out on you as she just cheers you on every day. And it's, it's contagious and amazing. Um, you know, th those folks would just Brian Monahan, if I didn't say his name, just phenomenal, phenomenal, just sales executive. And uh, any of those folks, Tim Lord, uh, who's on the penalty box live with me, uh, owns his own uh, marketing firm, marketing agency uh, right outside of Boston. And the guy is just a rock star, just, just a stone cold rock star. Um, awesome. Well, so I wouldn't I be any kind of sales professional if I didn't ask you if you would mind um, doing an email introduction. Oh, no, definitely. I would love that. I, I already did. I just did it. Awesome. Yeah, Great. Email. I'm going to throw this back up on the screen, the penalty box live, go check yep. that out on YouTube and, and Facebook. Um, Eric, thank you so much for being here. How else can people get in touch with you if they want to follow you? Yeah, super easy. Uh, you can follow me on all platform platforms. It's at the Eric Bam. Pretty easy. And I, that's, that's my, that's my pro tip of the day. Make sure that all your social media, you have the same handle on all of them. And then you can do what I just did at the Eric Bam. So, you know, if it's, you know, just if it's Tim Lord, be at Tim Lord and, you know, fine. I, I you know what I did on it? And I know we need to wrap this up, but I opened up, I had four um, uh, tabs open and I literally had, I, I went through and figured out this is the one I can use for all of them. That's awesome. Pro That's the way to do it. Mine was tricky. I had to add my middle initial, which is S. I, from Michael S. Brooks on just about everything. Yeah, that's cool. uh, I think I'm that's Michael cool. S. Brooks on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. Yeah. You know, I kind of left Twitter. Twitter's morphed into just like current current news. What's going on? Current news, current sports, whatever. Yeah. So, I use it when I want to complain about, uh, like, if I get really, really mad at like uh, a, a big brand. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. That's what I use Twitter for because I know. Hey, can I can I throw out one last thing before we go? Absolutely. Um, you know, we've got uh, Thanksgiving and we've got, you know, Christmas and the holidays coming up. And I am not a person that that struggles with depression at all, but a lot of people do. And I think this holiday season is going to be far worse than ever. And so if you have a friend, you know, that, that you worry about or you think about, reach out to him, call him, uh, FaceTime him and, and just check on him because uh, depression is real. And I think it's going to be a really hard uh, holiday season for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And we're recording this. If you're listening to the recording, we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving in the U.S. So hopefully everybody has a safe and uh, emphasis on safe and happy Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving to you, Eric. Yeah, you thank too. you so much for being on. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. Be incredible.